Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Daily Thread. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, so the lead story today, obviously, is coming out of Israel, where headlines read that Israel is under fire, heavy rocket uh, barrage in Tel Aviv area. There's rockets that have been intercepted over B'nai Brak. This article reads, red alert sirens were heard in Sterod, Ashkelon, Ashdod, and Nativot. In multiple nearby communities early Wednesday afternoon, the first rockets to be launched from Gaza since Israel launched Operation Shield and Arrow overnight on Monday. So let's talk a little bit why uh, this operation was launched, Shield and Arrow. You're, you're in Israel right now, so I'm, I'm curious. First of all, I, I imagine in Yerushalayim, where you are right now, there's really life is normal. Life is happening as usual. But to the north of you, to the south of you, there's rockets that are, that are landing and um, Israel launched a, an operation, Shield and Arrow. Do you know why they they took that step to launch this operation? Well, first of all, Nachi, um, uh, last week uh, they launched a series of uh, rockets in the, from Gaza in the direction of uh, uh, of uh, you know parts of Israel, usually around uh, what they call the envelope that is within like ten or fifteen miles of the border of Gaza. Uh, and, um, you know, Israel doesn't have a, a tolerance uh, for that kind of activity. And they've demonstrated in the past that they're going to have a meek or a weak reaction. The, um, the uh, aggression and the, the violence emanating from Gaza is going to increase. So um, Israel put them on warning. They, uh, they uh, killed uh, four leading uh, Islamic Jihad terrorists. And um, like you said, I spoke to some of your cousins who live uh, in Ashkelon and Ashdod, and they're sitting in shelters with their families uh, this afternoon. Uh, and uh, the objective is to, uh, uh, you know, um, deliver a blow to the terrorist infrastructure in Gaza uh, to the point where they cannot do damage inside Israel. Uh, there are a lot of interesting things going on. Um, you know, uh, for example, uh, right now, uh, right now, Hamas is not involved, uh, according to news reports, uh, in the conflict. Uh, and, well, who is who is doing this? Well, then? it's another organization. It's uh, like like Junior Hamas, uh, which is called Islamic ah. Jihad. And I was talking to uh, uh, a military person before who you have on. Uh, we recorded a video with Ron Yeager. He was explaining to me that Islamic Jihad does not have the powerful rockets that uh, Hamas has. It seems that at this point, as of now, as of today, they're staying out of the uh, conflict here. I wouldn't call it a war. It's a, it's a limited conflict, a low-intensity conflict. And at this point, Hamas is still hasn't taken the step and become actively involved. When you have uh, uh, missiles at a greater rate being fired towards the center of the country, that's the sign that Hamas has joined the current conflict. Till now, they've, they've been on the sidelines. Um, you know, but they're, they're, there's, there's a lot, it's an interesting dynamic uh, going on. I don't know where it's going to go or how long it's going to go, but Prime Minister Netanyahu said today they're ready to uh, go to, uh, you know, full, uh, a full war with the terrorists uh, in Gaza. And 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 deal yeah. them a blow that they won't be able to recover from for for years. Yeah, well, that's that's sort of been happening. And if you're watching this episode on YouTube, you'll see right now on the screen I have um, just some footage from the, the 
the rocket attack that Israel has been handing to Gaza. Um, they've been destroying their their sites in which they've been launching rockets from. Um, Gaza strikes, you know, these rockets into Israel, and Israel definitely responds with, I would say, greater force. And I'm not saying that in a critical way of Israel. Um, they're just better at this game that Gaza wants to play. They're better at this game that the at, that the jihadists want to play with them. So this video over here on the screen is Israel basically eliminating rocket launching sites uh, that these that these Arab terrorists are are shooting from. You're you're, you're so, going to read that uh, the Israel is using the Iron the Iron Dome, of course, uh, a defensive missile. Uh, you're going that's a 95 percent uh, success rate in terms of uh, blasting uh, missiles out of the sky that come from from Gaza. Still, you're also going to read that mm -hmm. about 5% get through. And there was a house damaged uh, this afternoon in Stay Road. Uh, luckily, nobody was, was home uh, at the time. Uh, but uh, the potential for damage uh, exists. And like you said, uh, like I said, people are in, in shelters this afternoon in some of the cities that are closer to the Gaza border, like uh, Ashkelon and Ashdod, uh, you mentioned uh, B'nai Brock, although I'm pretty sure that the streets are full of B'nai Brock and people are busy going to shul and uh, doing whatever they, they have to do as they generally don't pay that much close attention to, what, to what's yeah. going on anyway. This video was posted by Noah Tishby uh, just nine minutes ago. She is a former special envoy for combating anti-Semitism and she lives in Los Angeles and, and Tel Aviv. This is sort of the site that is taking place in Tel Aviv right now. Well, so what you see is people running to shelter, sirens overhead. Um, what you won't see if you turn on CNN, MSNBC, and most of the mainstream media is that 350 rockets have so far been fired into Israel from Gaza. What you will read um, from some of these erroneous headlines is that Israel eliminated uh, Arab uh, comrades or Arab uh, special forces, but what they don't say is they're terrorists. They are terrorists. They are shooting rockets into civil civilian territories. That's what you won't read, which is nothing new, which is nothing new under the sun. You're not getting the full story. Um, and it's interesting. Uh, Tucker Carlson posted a video, just to transition a bit, Tucker Carlson posted a video on Twitter just yesterday. Uh, as we reported before, Tucker Carlson, who is no longer part of Fox News, who had one of the more you know, popular shows, you're a big fan of his. Um, he posted on Twitter uh, 17 hours ago that he is bringing a new show, a show that is full of truth, and he's bringing that show to Twitter. Uh, and so, uh, um, Explain to me, how, how is that going to work? I mean, uh, uh, how are you going to be able to see the Tucker Carlson show every day on demand, whenever you want to see it? Well, I'll tell you that um, Matt Walsh has taken his stuff off of YouTube and he's doing sort of the same thing. He he is uh, broadcasting his show on other platforms, but one of them is being Twitter. So he'll he'll be posting his his stuff on Twitter, and I'll just uh, go ahead and and show the 59 second video that Tucker Carlson recorded and put on Twitter. And I'll tell you off the bat, this video has drum roll please. This video already has 91 million people that. That went to that tweet, 19.8 million views. Uh, but you know how many people watch Tucker Carlson on Fox News? What was it, three, yeah, four million yeah, people yeah, a night? Exactly. Yeah. This tweet, this tweet has nearly 20 million views in less than 24 hours. 20 million views in less than 24 hours, and um, this is what Tucker had to say. 
Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies, but most of the time that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is in fact true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have, but that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters, every day of the week, every week of the year. I want to cut him off there just for a second, and we'll continue this video. But let me ask you a question. Um, he's he's obviously taken this opportunity to criticize the mainstream media, but he was part of this same media for for what six seven years um, with his show. Is he is he going to admit to the fact that he was doing that same thing, or is he saying that the reason why he was fired is that he was trying to be truthful? Well, you know, I don't think we're ever going to get the absolute uh, truth about the circumstances that led up to. Uh, to his being fired. I think as time went on, he was becoming more courageous and, and bolder in the, the subjects that he was tackling, uh, like transgender issues, surgeries that hospitals are doing on young kids. To, uh, and also uh, he was dealing with uh, the, what's going on in, in reality in the Ukraine and how it's really producing extraordinary amounts of money. Uh, for uh, people in, in government and why they're in favor of escalating the war in the Ukraine. So more and more tens and hundreds of millions of dollars uh, could be made. Uh, and it makes no sense. The war between Russia and the Ukraine makes no sense. The only way it makes sense is because uh, the uh, over $100 billion, uh, by the last count, right. that the American, that the United States uh, uh, supplied to, to the Ukrainians. Otherwise, the entire war doesn't make sense. Uh, and certainly there should have been uh, some yeah. country somewhere, whether it's in the United States or Europe, that could sit down with both uh, Putin and Zelensky and come to some kind of agreement where there, would, where there would be a ceasefire. And what Tucker used to argue about this case, if America is committing so much of our tax dollars to the Ukraine, what national interest is there for America to be involved to that extent in, in, in that war, there's, there's, there's nothing there for us. Uh, but but we're right. there. it's basically just to be able to sell the, the tanks and the planes and the hardware and the missiles and so on. Yeah, well, this is the rest of Tucker Carlson. What's it like to work in a system like that? After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. The best you can hope for in the news business at this point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can. But there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. That's not a guess. It's guaranteed. Every person who works in English language media understands yeah. that. The rule of what you can't say defines everything. It's filthy, really, and it's utterly corrupting. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments.
Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incubates and develops. Twitter is not a partisan site. Everybody's allowed here, and we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on cable news. You talk about it on Twitter. The result may feel like a debate, but actually the gatekeepers are still in charge. We think that's a bad system. We know exactly how it works, and we're sick of it. Starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. We bring some other things, too, which we'll tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. See you soon. All right, so you know so he, he, what you have, what you have, what you have there is for, you have to understand that he had the support of the uh, Fox News is privately owned by the Murdoch family, and uh, uh, up to a point they had uh, he had their full support, but then he he went overboard, uh, just different opinions about what pushed him overboard. Some of it was the fact that he had the videos of the January sixth so-called insurrection at the Capitol. And showed uh, that uh, people were nonviolent. Uh, that many instances they had the cooperation of the Capitol Police in walking around uh, the Capitol, and it was not the violent assault on the United States democracy that the government uh, has been claiming. Uh, that probably created uh, a great deal of pressure uh, from government on, yeah. the, on the Murdoch. I don't know how it's going to work on Twitter. I mean, what's he going to do? An hour show on Twitter? Well, he. he... He he could, and he he will get. I'm sure. You know, it will be monetized in a way. Listen, if if you're a, a Tucker Carlson advertiser, it's a lot more attractive. He's getting now 20 million views a video that he puts up there. If you scroll down to a video he put up on April 21st on Twitter, which was a a few minute clip from his Fox News bit, it got 2.6 million views. This is something that people need to realize: is that um, the the mainstream platforms are no longer the most, you know popular stuff you have you know like tv tv is not it anymore fox news does not get the view and even with sports by the way even with sports how many people do you think are watching an nba finals game how many people are watching a new york mets tuesday afternoon game not a lot not too many so that's why advertisers this is the best thing that ever happened to him advertisers are going to pour money into him uh the the ones that that maybe weren't able even to advertise on Fox News in the, the problem, past. The problem with the show on Fox News is that all the major corporations were boycotting him on Fox News. He didn't have. Okay, well, the major. Well, he doesn't need the major corporations. He's going to have the more conservative platforms, the more conservative companies. They'll advertise with him. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, uh, companies that you know advertise on the Daily Wire, whether it's. Uh, you know, Jeremy, Harry's Razors, Jeremy's Razors, whatever it is, or these other companies that advertise in the Daily Wire will will advertise with Tucker Carlson. I think this is a great. I think it's a great move for him. It's a great move for his 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 pockets. They're going to be nice and deep. Um, and ultimately, I think he'll be more successful doing this. And you know what? I wouldn't be shocked if you see Don Lemon doing something like this pretty soon as well. I don't think he garners the same type of virality as as Tucker Carlson does, but. 
something to to keep your eye on. I think we'll see it happening pretty so let's soon. Let's talk about what we're doing in Israel this week. I don't know if we mentioned that on Monday, yeah. but we're we're in Yerushalayim. Um, uh, this beautiful room is furnished to us by Avner Own, who's the general manager of the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. Um, of course, your grandmother, your Bobby, passed away uh, last Friday, and we traveled to Eretz Yisrael on on Sunday for the Kavura in uh, in Beit Shemesh. And uh, yeah, Ima, your mother is uh, sitting uh, shiva in this room behind me. I think you can have probably have some visitors right now. I don't want to turn around. Uh, but uh, she uh, has uh, have a steady stream of people here. We decided to spend a few days here. Uh, we have a lot of friends here. We have a lot of family here. And it's been a steady flow of people, which is, you know, kind of exhausting. And uh, we're scheduled to leave tomorrow morning, believe it or not. Hopefully, flights will be able to, hopefully yeah. flights will be able to, to leave. Uh, I was reading where flights from England are landing in Cyprus because uh, I don't right? want to get too close to Gaza. Are you concerned that the flight the flight's not going to be able to take off from Ben Gurion because of the rocket fire? I don't. Uh, to be honest, I don't know how a plane takes off out of Tel Aviv when you have rockets landing in Tel Aviv. I just don't know how First that works. All, no rockets landed in Tel Aviv. I don't mean to scare. I don't mean to scare no, you. I, but... I was reading. I was reading this afternoon uh, that uh, the 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 Israeli Air Force has the airport well protected for many 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 miles. So uh, you know they've had very very serious conflicts here. Where the airport was never closed, and flights uh, uh, left and arrived. So it's just some foreign type of uh, uh, airlines, uh, like British Air and other airlines, that don't want to take any chances. So they just either cancel their flights, or uh, or they uh, or they uh, uh, or they reschedule, or they land in a nearby country, like uh, in this case Cyprus, and they, yeah. and they wait out the action to see uh, what happens uh, down the road. So we're here. We're leaving tomorrow morning, God willing, Thursday morning, and we hope that uh, we'll be back in New York tomorrow afternoon, and uh, Emo will finish sitting uh, Shiva for uh, her, uh, her mother, Hannah uh, Bas uh, Shlomo Shmayahu. Uh, she's buried in Beit Shemesh, which is a very uh, very popular place, right across the road from Rabbi Zachariah Wallerstein, and there was a big crowd around. It seems there's a big crowd around his cable whenever I'm there. You know, I was there a few months. I was there really? a few months ago, and I was there on Sunday. Or was it Sunday? No, I was there Monday, and it just seemed that uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of activity, specifically uh, in 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 that area. So that's what we're doing here. I think I'm going to we're gonna we're gonna end this because I'm gonna turn around and see who's here because they're looking at my, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're looking at my back, and it's probably not uh, not that polite. But uh, anything, anything, okay, anything well, else you wanted to cover. No, that's that's pretty much it. Obviously, everyone should keep in their tefillas. Uh, what's going on in Israel? We have uh, you're listening to this pod, listening to this podcast on Apple or Spotify. All you need to do is type in Tehillim by Meaningful Minute on Apple and Spotify, and we have a recorded uh, recorded 150 chapters of Tehillim that you can you know while you're driving you can repeat after that, and you should be saying Tehillim around the clock for Israel uh, for its safety. So go ahead and do that. You can search Tehillim on Apple and Spotify, and you'll find that. Uh, but until tomorrow, we will see you. Have a have a great rest of your day and stay safe.